0: If you've experienced the cycle of toxic relationships and you're sick and tired of feeling stuck, sad, and lonely, now is the time to heal and create your best life. In this podcast, you'll hear world-class toxic relationship recovery expert Stephanie McPhail sharing the support, guidance, and tools you need so you can be truly happy whether you're single or in a relationship. She is the real deal. I should know. She's my wife. Here's your host, Stephanie. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Toxic Love Transformation. I'm your host, Stephanie McPhail. And today we're gonna talk about redefining your identity and purpose after a divorce, focusing on the journey to self-discovery. So the reason why I chose this topic is because I've been getting a lot of messages about people feeling like they are really totally lost after they have ended this relationship. Now, again, it could be divorce, it could be a breakup, but they've ended this relationship, and they really don't know who they are. They feel lost. They feel overwhelmed. They feel embarrassed. They feel stressed. They feel all these guilt. They feel all these different emotions, and they really just don't know how to handle all of it. And so because this is such a common topic, I really want to make sure that we dive into discussing it today. And so, you know, as always, make sure you feel free to ask questions. Reach out to me if there's if there's something that I don't answer during the live. Reach out to me, and I can answer those questions directly as well. So we really want to make sure that we understand that after a relationship ends, however, whatever type of relationship that is, there's a lot of different feelings that come up. And one of the big things is that loss of identity, the loss of being a married person, the person being in a partnership, having the identity that we are. Because again, I think society, a lot of times with women, we feel that we are less of ourselves Um, because we're not in a relationship. I think society really pushes us to be part of a partnership. And if we're not, we're not, we don't think that we're seen as in high standards as someone who is in a relationship now. and, And again, I don't agree with that. I just think that's a big push of what a lot of us feel, especially depending on what our age is. Another thing that happens too, after a relationship ends is there's a lot of time and energy that's been spent on this other relationship And when we have made that our focus, we tend to lose ourselves along the way. The focus is on making them happy, trying to make the relationship work, figuring out what we're doing wrong that we can change to walk on eggshells and make them happy. So that is that that loss of identity after that relationship ends is is really important to be aware of because this is the part that needs to heal when the the feelings that I said before of the grief, uncertainty, the isolation, all that kind of stuff, all of those things are just a reminder of acknowledging that there is a change there that needs to happen. We have to realize that we're not the same person after the divorce that we were when we were in the relationship, and this is the part that we really need to focus on healing because I didn't do the work in between past relationships. And then when I got a divorce from my first husband, I I had a feeling that I had to do something different, but I really didn't quite know exactly what it was. A lot of us think we can figure it out on our own. And when we do that, we don't acknowledge the fact of the experience that we had and that really starting all over again. Um, And for a lot of us, I mean, some of us it's the first time we've been alone as an adult. Some people go right from their you know, their family of origin right into a long-term relationship. And then here they are at whatever age they are, they've never lived on their own. They haven't been single. Now maybe they have children involved. And so, you know, there's the loss of identity because of the relationship, but there's also all that time that has gone, you know, that we've lost, lost that it has happened. And, you know, now here we are as, as an older version of ourselves, not knowing who we were, some of us not knowing who we were to begin with, Losing ourselves in the process of the marriage. And then here we are and we're like, okay, I thought I was going to be free, but instead I have all these other feelings that are going on there as well. So I want you to know that those feelings, the uncertainty, the fears, all of those things are completely relevant and they're very, very common. There's actually something called post-divorce recovery. So there's that post-divorce issues that come up for most people who have gone through a divorce. So you know, you, you went through that toxicity, you went through the stress of the divorce, and now you're on the other side, and there's still some stress that's going on because now we're left with ourselves, all the emotions, all the loss, and now we have to focus on ourselves. So what do we have to do? We have to focus on the self-discovery. This is key no matter whether you decide to get into another relationship at some point or you decide to be by yourself. So one of the things that I want you to think about is as you start going through the process, because again, a lot of times we feel frozen because we don't really know where to start. So here's a good starting point for you. Reflect on what your personal values are and like, what are your beliefs? Again, in the relationship, maybe we associated a lot of our beliefs or values with that partner, with that person that we were in a relationship with. I want you to start take, like try to delete all of those other things that you've experienced and get to know who you are and what you want. Look at what those, those values are for you to take away all the other people that we're trying to make happy and focus on what those values are for you and whatever they are is okay. And we can change them. Some of those beliefs that we have might change as we continue down the process, but you know, give yourself a minute and, and write down the values that you hold dear. Maybe it's monogamy. Maybe it is the sanctity of marriage. Maybe it is family. Maybe the value is honesty, communication, like, you know, th- whatever those things are, write down all the things that you're like, these things are really, really important to me. And whatever your values are might be a little bit different from mine. That's okay. And whatever values you have might be different from somebody else that you might potentially date. But there are some values that are going to be non-negotiables for you. These values are things that are very, very important to you that you will not allow someone that you're in a really close relationship with to like step on or try to devalue those values that you have. Another thing you want to do is you want to identify your personal strengths and passions. Who, who are you? What do you like? Do you like to go hiking? Do you like to travel? Do you like to spend time with friends? Do you like to, I don't know, do pottery classes? Do you like to paint? Look at the things that you really enjoy doing. You know, again, I had a friend of mine that she never loved sports and then she got into a relationship and she suddenly became a sports enthusiast. Okay, so which one was she? Is she someone that really does love sports and just never was experienced with it before? Or was she someone that actually didn't and really loved sports because her significant other did? What is that for you? What are the things that you did because it made the other person happy? And what are the things that you truly enjoyed doing yourself? Sometimes the pendulum kind of swings and we're like, nope, I did all those things with my ex. I don't want to do those things myself. And sometimes we look at it and we say, you know, some of those things I did, like my ex really loved live music and I like live music too, but there were certain artists, like I, I'm really a big fan of the band fish. I didn't know they existed. They weren't really, they weren't really on my radar. He introduced me to that band. I now still love that band, you know, and it's still something that I think is great and wonderful. But when we first got out, you're like, do I even like that band or did I just like them because I, that was a memory that I had with my ex? So it's really important to really focus focus for you what are the passions that you have what are the things that you're interested in what are the strengths that you have you know those things that maybe were not valuable to your ex might be specific strengths that are valuable to you, because they should because they're you, but also valuable to a future partner. When my ex-husband would tell me under his breath that I was too much or I was too opinionated or I, people didn't want to hear what I was saying and put me down and make me feel bad, those are actually strengths for me in obviously my business, but also in my current relationship is to really be able to really verbally explain, verbally communicate my wants and needs. My, my husband, David, sees those things as strengths where my past relationship would have seen those things as negative things, things that he couldn't control, that he couldn't, you know, that he wanted to manipulate and and make me feel bad for. What are the strengths that are really important to me? And then being able to realize these are strengths that need to be admired and supported, not put down. So what are some of those strengths for you? So that's a number two. And then a number three is I really want you to start looking at what your new goals and aspirations are. You know, what, are, what is the focus? I have some clients that come to us and they say, okay, I really want to, I want to heal so that I'm no longer you know attracted to these toxic people or end up in these toxic situations and I'm able to speak up for myself if I do get into one of these relationships. But like for me, once I started to do that healing and I realized, hey, I actually really want to start a business. I didn't know I wanted to do that before. I felt a calling, I felt like I needed to, to do that. I had one of my clients where she was like, you know, now that I've taken care of this, I've actually always really been interested in having a business for children's clothing. And she did this really cool online business for children's clothing that also included like some books and and like little uh, stories about overcoming she had a, a whole bunch of children and she was really an amazing mom and she wanted to share some tips and tricks and also sell these these beautiful clothing line and she did very very well for herself because she had lost herself in the marriage where she was a stay-at-home mom, but when she got together with her partner originally, she was actually, forgot what kind of professional she was, but she was doing really well for herself and a very, very good professional. And then becoming a stay-at-home mom, she really had lost herself. So this was not something that she could have imagined doing before, but then as she did the work and this, the, the possibilities started opening up for her, she was like, ooh, I actually do want to start my business and this is something I've thought about, but I wasn't really sure that I wanted were what exactly I wanted to do. So another thing for you to write down is what are some new goals that you have for yourself? Is it new classes? Is it learning a new skill? Is it going on a new adventure? Is it making new friends? What are the things that you want for yourself and give yourself an opportunity to journal and write down what some of those things are. And, and I'm going to tell you this when you journal these things, I don't want you to be like, oh, no, this is a silly idea. I don't have the education or I don't have enough information to be able to do this thing. When you're journaling, I never want you to focus on whether it's possible or not. I, like, And again, I mean, you're anything that was really possible, when we put our mind to it. But I don't want you to like kneecap yourself or you know, tell yourself it's not possible. I want you to be in the dream world. I want you to really think about what... You are interested. What has ever called to you? What your interests are now that you are free from this past relationship? What are the things that you specifically, not the rest of the world, but what are the things that you specifically want to work with or work on? So close your eyes for a second. I love doing this. I'm just going to do a little meditation, a little exercise with you. And I want you to take a deep breath in through your nose. Hold it. Breathe out through your mouth. Breathe in all the positive energy. Hold on to it and breathe out through your mouth any negative energy that's holding you back or keeping you from creating the best version of you. Breathe it all out. Breathe in another big burst of energy in through your nose. Hold on to that positivity and then breathe out through your mouth. Keep your eyes closed. And I want you to put in your mind's eye what life will be like for you when you start stepping in to who you truly are. I want you to imagine who will be in your life. What kind of friendships will you have? What will you do for money? Where will you live? Will you be by the water? Will you be in the mountains? Will you be in an urban area or suburban area who will be your next door neighbor. I want you to really put yourself in that place. Some of there might be pieces missing right now and that's okay. But I want you to allow yourself to feel the feelings of what it would feel like to actually put yourself in that place where you did the work and you became the best version of yourself. And now this is now your life. And you get to experience this life from this perspective. What does it look like? What does it smell like? What are the colors like? And again, the more you can envision, the more you can feel, the more you can put that in your mind's eye to remind you like that carrot to move you forward in the times that it feels hard and feels impossible for you to create those big changes that you're actually looking to make. So sit with that for a few seconds. Continue to allow your brain to come up with whatever ideas it comes up with, with more and more just direction and colors and feeling of what it would feel like to be free from the past and really step into your power. Now hold on to that again. Taking a deep breath in through your nose. Keep your eyes closed. Hold on to that beautiful vision that you have for yourself. Hold it. Hold it dear to your heart. And now breathe out all the fears and impossibilities that you might be telling yourself of what's possible for you. All of the things that are negative that you might be telling yourself. Breathe in again all that positive energy in through your nose. Hold it. And now let out whatever does not serve you. Open your eyes. I want you to remind yourself when you're going through the work of that picture that you saw. And if it's not clear, it's okay. You have time to keep getting more and more clarity of what that actual new life for you could possibly look like. Because if we start looking at the possibility of what things can be, and we start making goals for ourselves to make that a reality, then we can create that change that we're looking for. So if we have that vision, I mean, before I even created my business, before I did any of the things that I did, I had, it was only small, but I had that brief little tiny glimpse of an idea that my life could be better, that things I could be supported, I could be inspired, I could be all of those things. And I had the slight vision to start. And the more I did the work, the more I celebrated the little changes, the little wins that I had, all of a sudden, this big Big change got bigger and bigger and the ideas got more and more intense and more real and more vibrant until they became my new reality. So when you look at the, you know, the law of attraction, if you are going to manifest these wonderful things, then you have to have, even if it's the small possibility to start that it is possible for you and then start start to take action on them, it helps when you have a clear idea of what you want that to look like. And again, if you don't have a clear idea now, it's okay. Clarity will come as you start to do the work. And sometimes you think you need to go in a certain direction. And then as you start going, you're like, yeah, let me take a little step back and go from a different direction. So all of that is okay. But again, clarity in what you want your goal to be. And when you envision it, when you journal about it, it makes it easier and more real for yourself. So what are some of the challenges in this self-discovery? Well, like I said before, it is in the fears that we have of change. You know, that stuff that David talks about all the time. Like, is it possible for me to change? If subconsciously you feel like it's not possible for you to change, it's going to be much more difficult for you to change. It might feel difficult and feel overwhelming, but we have to be prepared for the change. If we're holding on to what doesn't work, then we're not going to make room for what does, you know, think about it. You're not going to get, you're not going to have more room in your closet for all the cool new outfits you're going to get. If it's packed, you know, to the brim with all clothes that don't fit right and are from like 20 years ago, right? If you want to make room, you got to clear out all the stuff that doesn't fit, that doesn't work in order to make room for something, something bigger and something better. So, One of the challenges that we have is that fear of change, the fear of creating something different for ourselves. Another one is that we are afraid of loneliness. You know, I feel like maybe I'll be alone for the rest of my life. People have that fear. But again, what was it like for you when you were in this relationship where maybe you didn't feel seen? So the self-discovery and like going out and meeting new people and making new friends, it might feel overwhelming. and I don't know anybody. And what are they going to think of me? And all those things that come up, realize those are just passing fears. Those are thoughts. We don't have to, we can look at them and say, but how real is this? I'm going to just go, I'm going to experience it. I'm going to see what happens and I'm going to go from there. So that's, that's one of the things. When you start really doing the healing and looking at that self-discovery We want to make sure that you are building yourself a support system. So when we've been through a divorce, a lot of times we will lose family. We will lose friends. We will lose people that we were once maybe closer with or that supported maybe the toxic environment we were in before. So it's really important to start building a new support system. So again, what I said before is when you're in that self-discovery of learning who you are and trying new things, you're also not only building a, a a new vision for yourself, doing the things that you enjoy doing. But in doing that also, you're creating yourself a new support system. If we go back to the old way with the people that kept us stuck, they maybe enabled us where they said, oh, yeah, all relationships are hard. You should just suck it up. Or, you know, hey, yours isn't so bad because they don't actually know what you're experiencing. If that's your only support system, then you're going to want to get healthier people if your support system doesn't include you know like your therapist your coach your your team you have to have that team involved for your support in order to create something different for yourself so what is that support system going to be for you and and make sure that you start you know building that out you again you might start from zero you might start from scratch or you might already have a support system and you just have to add more people so this could be another activity too is if you actually journal to yourself Who would I want on my support system if I was creating the dream team of people to actually make those big changes that I'm looking to make after my divorce? Um, And and I'll say this too, if you're still... Thinking about a divorce, you can start this building this dream team now too. So maybe not only your therapist and a coach, but maybe also in your support system, your dream team would be also a lawyer, you know, maybe somebody to work out with. Maybe you need a trainer or nutrition expert. Like, what are some of those people that you could have for you no matter where you are in the process? Think about who would be on that team. You also want to be prepared for these new experiences. We go to what we know, and what we know has what. Has brought us here. And so when we are making big changes, we have to be ready to say, you know what? I am open to the change. I am open to the possibility of working on me, maybe shining that light on the things in me that need to be healed. I embrace the possibility. We start saying yes to things we might have said no to and maybe say no to things that we would have normally said yes to. We embrace the new possibilities. If it sounds interesting, this is this is my thing. If I feel a pull, for me, it's in my heart, in my chest. If I feel a pull to do something, even if I'm like, that's impossible, then I'm gonna go ahead and go go say yes to it. If I feel like, I feel like I should do this, but I'm not really feeling like I want to, I'm gonna say no to that. So start practicing doing that moving forward and you'll be amazed at some of the new experiences that come up, the new possibilities that come up for you when you start saying yes to things that feel good for you. And again, all of this process of learning who you are and what you want is trying out those new experiences and seeing, hey, I like this thing or I don't like this thing. I mean, you try this new thing and you're like, oh, that is not for me. That was terrible. At the very least, it's a funny story. So embrace the possibility for those new experiences. Um, and then practice self compassion and, and patience. It took a while for you to get to this place. You need to be able to be compassionate to yourself, not blame yourself, and and live in this place of feeling like everything is your fault, or having this anger that you lost the time, or being mad that maybe you repeated this, and you, like you you picked another partner that was also unhealthy for you. You know, change. I can't say, difficult isn't really the word, but change is not always comfortable. If it's comfortable, it's probably not changing you. So you have to be self-compassionate in all of this work that you're doing. Realize that sometimes because change might be uncomfortable, we might fall back to what is comfortable. Sometimes we trip and fall. Sometimes we make mistakes. But we have to understand that we have to have that self-compassion and be patient with ourselves to realize that we're not going to become this perfect, wonderful person, you know, that does everything right. Well, we probably never will because we're human beings, but whatever mistakes we've made are, we might make them again moving forward and that's okay. But the idea is, is that moving forward, as we learn what those mistakes are, we start viewing them differently as learning experiences and say, Oh, look, I did that. I tried to save someone like they were a puppy that I was saving that needed, you know, saving. And wow, that didn't work. Let me not do that again next time. And then you can, you know, when you're starting the the dating process, maybe that's something to look at. And again, whatever that self-compassion is be kind to yourself and realize that change is not going to be overnight. Although there are ways that we can make it go more quickly. We do want to make sure that we, we tell ourselves and we're realistic with the fact that there is, time and effort that has to go into it. And if we trip and fall, it's okay. We just pick ourselves back up. And then the last thing is, of course, all of this is a lot easier when you have support. So, you know, it's, it's like I said before, where, you know, if you have friends and family that have not been very supportive, well then who can you have that's supportive, who can you have that has an expertise in healing from these toxic relationships? And, and like I say all the time, it doesn't matter to us if it's us or somebody else. Find someone whose expertise is healing from these toxic relationships, healing after divorce or breakup, healing and rediscovering who you are. Find someone that you feel comfortable with, that you feel seen with, and get that support so that you can really accelerate your personal and growth and and get to places more quickly because we don't want to waste any more time, right? Get to those places more quickly and so that when we do stumble, we actually know the exact steps that we can take to move forward more quickly and create that dream life that we are looking for. So that is pretty much it. I think, I think the biggest thing that I really want to remind you of, um, and like I said, this is something that I have the conversation with very, very often with people. It's probably every day. It's one of the first questions or things that I have is, I feel stuck in the monotony of the everyday. I feel like as a mom, as a woman, I have to do all these things for other people. And what I want to remind you of, and if this is what you walk away, this is the only thing you walk away with. This is what I want to remind you of. It is your job to take care of you. And in taking care of you, you actually get to step into who you really are and therefore get to do so much more to help other people. So if you want to do the thing that you were put here to do, then you, are, you need to take care of yourself. It is a priority. It's a priority to get your sleep, to get your exercise, to learn who you are, to focus on what your wants are, because those all things that you have, you have this gift inside of you and you can't do those wonderful things if you're not taking care of you first. So take this opportunity to not focus on another relationship, to not focus on what the rest of the world believes we need, but learn who you are without all that other noise. Focus on yourself and what you need. And then everything else will fall into, into place. And you can't know that until you take that time to really breathe in and take care and observe who you are and what you need. So I hope that helps. If anyone is looking for some extra support, you can always go to being loved shouldn't hurt slash thrive guide definitely recommend it. You can download our Thrive Guide and also get a 15-minute discovery call, which is not a sales call. It's just a hop on a call with David or myself, and we can help point you in the right direction of some of the steps and some of the support that you need to really heal and create that best life. So hopefully that was helpful. As always, it's great hanging out with all of you. And never forget, you are way stronger than you realize. See you next episode. Bye, everybody. So that's it for today's episode of Toxic Love Podcast. Head on over to iTunes or wherever you subscribe to your shows. One lucky listener every single week who subscribes and posts a review on iTunes will be entered for a chance to win the grand prize VIP drawing with Stephanie McPhail herself. Be sure to head on over to ToxicLovePodcast.com and pick up a free copy of Stephanie's Gift and join us next time.